Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, 3 is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's far away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's this week, Umar and I will be chatting about the third season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, which introduced 11 fierce new queens to the Emmy Award winning franchise. Umar, tell me, you excited? I am so excited. I feel like right from the bat, entrance looks, quotes, it just gave me season two vibes. And if season two vibes are going to continue, I'm all for it. I didn't get any season two vibes. It's a fresh new season, fresh new faces. But I know what you mean, vibes as in like, you're just so positive, happy, upbeat, yeah. fresh. It's like the sound effects and like the editing and the British humour. I did season two, we did All Stars, and I feel like we're back to like an energy that feels good. It's our energy. It's British energy. Do you know what I mean? It's our sense of humour. Watching Veronica walk in, in that green get up, and then watching Kitty Scott claws. <laughs> These are our people. It's British love Boris. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you had to throw Nicki Minaj's latest no. controversy in there. Oh my God, Lord have mercy. No, <laughs> obviously I loved it. All entrances were fab. Talking heads were fab. Mm. Charity case was a firm fave mm. for me. And Veronica looked gorgeous. Yeah. No, not Veronica. Victoria. Oh, no, Veronica looked gorgeous as well. Well, I keep mixing them up as well. Yeah. I realised listening back to last week's podcast, I accidentally called her Veronica when I should have called her Victoria. So apologies, listeners, <laughs> for that. We might be doing that a few times this season. Okay, Umar, of all 12 queens, entrance, look, line, the way they came into the work, Room, the way they made the drag race debut, who stood out to you the most? Mm. Well, for me, while you're having a little think over there, I just think the way Victoria Scone entered the workroom and the way the Queen celebrated her, it just felt euphoric to me. Like, we've got our first cis woman ever on the franchise. The Queens are all loving it, we're loving it. It just feels really historic. Historic. I agree. And also, I feel like from entry to undragging, like, I like the way they were all sensitive. And there was, like, an aura around Victoria. It's like, how do you feel changing in front of us? Oh, my God, you're making history. I feel like there's a nice, like, aura that Victoria ball. And even the confessional, it's just, it felt really good and different. And, yeah, Victoria, for me, stood out. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. Also, I just love Electra Fence. <laughs> the pocket rocket of the season. Her sense of humor just it just it tickles me. Yeah, I would have liked more. I would have liked more elevation. A neon yeah. wig and a katsu, not the best. Valentine Milan with the feathers oh. again, goddess. One year with dragon looking like that. What an impression. Yeah. I just loved it all. I, I can't say a bad thing about any of these queens. I just, they, they made me so happy. So after that, mini challenge, load of fun, confessionals. Who showed their personality the most to you? Through workroom interactions, everything. For me, the surprise was Scarlett Harlow. Mm -hmm. There's something about that deep East London accent, Danny Dyer. Um... <laughs> That energy, I didn't expect to have so much personality come out of Scarlet Harlow from the jump. So that was fun to see. I think River Medway oh, gave me... adorable. I love River. Cute vibes. And, like, it was quite touching right from the jump, you know? Yeah. 
her talking about her... Her mother passing away from COVID. Yeah, it really touched me. It really touched me. I was in tears. And then also, of course, Theresa May feeling lonely without her boyfriend because he moved to Spain. Theresa May. Oh, my God. When she was like, she moved to Newcastle for her boyfriend's dick, she had oh. me over. She is the quote queen so far. The whole, what was her entrance line? It was, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hate me because I'm an immigrant. Brilliant. Powerful. <laughs> Bloody Powerful. Brilliant. And again, it's like... Obviously, all we have up until this point is the promo looks, but I mean, personality on personality on personality. So I think there's so many contenders. And even Elevator, hey. Oh, well, did you notice? I think we have a rivalry starting with Miss Veronica. I mean, one of them defied gravity <laughs> and one of them did it. Um, Let's talk about Veronica's new lease of energy. I think she's coming more confident. She said throughout the episode, she doesn't fear people hating her. Mm. She's comfortable than she was in mm. the previous season. However, when she had to say, oh, yeah, I auditioned for Wicked, but I don't, didn't and, get and the you part. Got the, and you got the part. While she sat there in green. Sat there. <laughs> You could see the ink disappearing through the sweat. The sweat was wiping the green mm. off her face. Um, but I just I just love how it was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't get the part, but you did. You did. And it was a gulp. It was a gulp <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> and the end of the day was like, you know what, well, Wicked was just step number one. I've done... What was it? Joseph and the Tech... I think it's called the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I have no oh, idea what it's about. Something I don't. About, I about think it sounds like a coat. Yeah, about a coat. I think it's biblical. Should we go see it? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think on the whole, we are seeing variety. Yeah. We've got some fashion queens in Crystal. And uh, help me out here. Who, who else would you say is a fashion queen? Well, that was a good conversation, wasn't it? When... How many 19-year-olds are there in there? Two. So we've got Anubis and we've got Crystal Versace. Now, honestly, I know we said this on last week's episode, but 19 motherfucking years old. I mean, what? And you're on RuPaul's Drag Race. 19? Right, Uma, let me blow your mind a second. 19 means they were born in 2001. That's disgusting. It makes me sick. It's disgusting. I hate it. But for two 19-year-olds, I think both of them had the most polished oh. look. Yes. And what I love about Anubis is she's saying, like, you often see the young queens come onto the series and they're fashion-heavy. The this, that, the other, the glamour, that yes, go. Uh, but she wants to bring the performance aspect to it. She likes the old schoolness, which I think is fresh. We don't see that. She wants camp, that bright and seaside comedy edge humor. Mm. Um, and also, I was gagged last week that when you said Anubis was 19, and I think the queens were gagged. <laughs> that I knew, and they were like, You're 19? Because I think Anubis does carry herself with a lot of like maturity and grace, mm. and things are finessed. We have a spectrum building, I think. Yeah, and I just love her voice. Like, I would listen to a podcast with Anubis. She's got that. That voice. Mm, she's got that voice. But all Charity Case has that voice as well. She does. She does. It's, it's, it's a northern flair. It feels good to the soul. Yeah. It feels good to the puss. But like this season, right, we've got the fashion queens, we've got the horror queens, we have got a cisgender queen, we have got some rivalries with Ella versus Veronica. I think it's going to develop over the next few episodes. I'm very excited. So we've got a lot to look forward we've to got, here. We've got juice. Okay, well, Umar, cease talking, please. It's at break time. Yes, the Snatch duo will return after this clip to discuss the runways, lip sync smackdowns before we chat with the first eliminated queen. 
Okay, Umar, let's get serious for a second. Here in the UK, our trans siblings and marginalized communities are facing severe attacks in the right-wing press. I know, I'm just sick of seeing this. The lies, the hate, the spill, it all just has to stop. Exactly. Media Watch is a new six-part Gay Times original podcast series that dissects, analyzes, and critiques the way LGBTQ plus issues are reported on in the mainstream media. And calls out that bullshit. So if you're scared to dabble in politics, don't worry. This podcast will teach you a thing or two. Speak it, Umar. Speak it. Each episode, host Shah Miyasani is joined by a special guest to look at the ways the press use misinformation to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. If you want to explore the truth behind the headlines, subscribe. Subscribe and listen to Media Watch now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You better click on that link. <laughs> right, Umar, are you ready for the first runway of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3? I'm ready. I've been waiting for this my whole lifetime. Okay, fab -utless. So we've got two runways this week, so 24 runways in total. So the first one... Queen of your hometown, which we've seen the past two seasons. We love it. It's becoming a staple. Mm -hmm. And now we've got a new category, My Favourite Things. So tell me, I want your top three for each. Well, okay, I'll try and do a top three, but I mean, there were so many looks, so many opinions, so many looks. Um, I feel like one of my firm favourites was Victoria Scone, The Daffodil. Did not know it originated in Cardiff. But, I mean, if that's your first look, from the competition, that's effort, that's creativity, that's like finesse, loved that. Charity Case, loved. I thought, because obviously, Lanc I can't say that word, Lancaster, Lancaster, whatever, the, where, wherever it is. Also, Charity Case, I love to see that, because we saw the Lancaster Rose in season two with Veronica, where it was the ball gown, and let's be honest, it was a little subdued, it was a bit warm. And then Charity Case comes and subverts it, horrifies it. The goriness of it, I think it was just effort. It was a peep way into her creative, twisted mind, and I loved that. And those teeths, the teeths. The teeths. I mean, that rosebud bites back. Yeah. Um, I love Charity Case. And also, if I had to give a third fave, which you're asking for... Vanity Milan. Because I think Brixton, quite, you know, like, how do you explore Brixton? And I think for her to mix it with the Jamaican roots and do the postcodes on that ruffle organza, I think that's such a great, for any international viewers, to kind of peep into her world. Um, I, think it was, I think it was a stunning look. I loved all three of those. No, I agree. I loved those. What are your three favourite, my favourite thing runways? Well, Sam, I feel like I get the theme, my favourite things. But I do think some of the queens just took it as, okay, this will fit the theme. I've got this dress. Mm -hmm. Let me just bring it out. Yeah. Stomped on the runway and I can just say I love this. I would say... Victoria going oh, again. She slayed both categories. She slayed, she knew the assignment. Slayed. She did the assignment. She completed the assignment. She knew what she was doing. And the fact her girlfriend helped make those sandwiches. Like yeah. also, can I just say it's so great to like hear someone on the main stage say, like, my girlfriend, because obviously she's a lesbian. Yeah. I love that. Like I love that. Like the representation is going beyond cis female. It's lesbian representation. As well. And do you know what? It is her street. It's a moment, but it feels effortless. It feels like this, oh, yeah. this is what it should have been all along. This is what it was meant to be. It was yeah. meant to be, babe. I loved Veronica's gaming. 
Did you? I liked it. It was calm. It was very Mario Brothers. Not the most elevated look, but she she performed. Because I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's not my top three, but I didn't think you'd like that. So you're surprising me every day. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. It was camp. It was fun. Cherry case again. Mm. Twisted, disturbing, but loved the vision. Oh, yeah, I think on the whole, everyone did good. I mean, Crystal Versace, polished, glamour's oh. on, sex on legs. Did it shock me? Did it give me something new? See, I thought the cat look was going to be your absolute fave. So I'm really shocked. Look at you. Look at, look at me in the eyes right now. I'm shocked that that's not your favourite. Well, the thing is, I do love leopard and I do love the yeah. cat look. However, Crystal Versace has worn leopard on her Instagram and a couple of live performances. And I'm not saying you can't repeat an outfit... Or rework the same fabric or print. I just think, I don't know. I love Crystal Versace and I love a fashion queen. And I feel like if I was on set with her, we would blast it to a new dimension. I just think I'm looking for something different. Okay. Okay. So when you have queens like Victoria Scone coming out as a tea tray that's never been done. Mm. Cherry Case coming out as a destroyed rosebud. Mm. Something finessed and polished. It should work, but it's not quite grabbing me yeah i did love river i mean i was on rupaul's level of cackle when she was pointing i just thought it was, i i she brought performance to the runway Bizarre. You know I mean? and i learned a lot because i had no idea about this man with the cone on the statue got um a side-by-side picture yeah um i've got <laughs> some critiques i think for me anubis wasn't quite polished for me. I think as the hometown Brighton, because she was trying to be the helter skelter there. Yeah. 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 But why are those stripes not swirling around? Why are they going straight down? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Finesse details like that. Also, love Scarlet Harlow, but I think the pearl Elizabeth could have been bigger. It could have been more traumatic. I think a lot of them did the assignment, but I just want more. Okay. If Victoria's taking up half the main stage in a tea tray, you need to bring bigger. Yeah. And bolder. Yeah. And brasher. Yeah. That's my runway critique. <laughs> uh, so tell me, I want to know what would you would have done for your My Favourite Thing runway. What would you have worn? Uh, the thing is, I got a really boring answer. What is it? Go on. You know I love, like, fashion magazines and, like, okay. and all that stuff. So I think I would have just shredded loads of fashion magazines. Or I would have just, like, come out as a... Bo- I don't know what I would have done to really elevate that. Mm. But I think I would have come out as a homage to, like, my love of fashion. Yeah, I think you need to elevate oh, yeah. that. I mean, th- okay, what would you do then? <laughs> I would dress as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, <laughs> I would have the red leather trousers. I'd have the black vest. I'd have a stake. I'd have a crossbow. I would drag it up. I would have the most gorgeous blonde locks. I would do everything. Yeah. Holy water, I'd have it all. But that's the thing with you. I think you have an intense addictive nature yeah. where you stand hard. I feel like I don't stand anything. I barely stand myself. Yeah. So I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I would have just like rolled in food. No, that's why am I giving boring answers? What do you love? What do I love? Men. <laughs> yeah, you dress Yeah, you just come out dressed as a man. Like just come as a man. <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. That's the, that's the twist. <laughs> just, just come out in your black t-shirt and your, and your shorts. Like, this is what I love. <laughs> Menses. Um, Men- yeah, I don't know what I love. Okay. Also, 
Reverse question. How would you represent your hometown of Devon? It's Paynton. I'm, I'm from Paynton, uh, which is next <laughs> to Talkie. It's next to Talkie. Um, I don't know. Um, Devonshire is very greenery, in it? Like barns, farms, cows, sheep. The amount of times I've woken up to sheep in my ear. Probably just come dressed as like a load of animals. That's cute. And I think that's what Christopher Versace did to represent Ken as coming as a bush. Would you dress... As a tornado for barking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, barking is not known for anything, okay? It's not known for anything on the historical map, but there was a vicious tornado (laughs) that hit the citizens of barking, I mean, a few months ago. However, fun fact, barking is known for importing fish. Oh. It's a world-famous fisherman dock. Okay. So fish and chips and fishermen and seamen are very popular in barking. So I might come as, like... Seamen? (laughs) Seamen. Just me... Just semen. Just semen. Semen's a good... Yeah, yeah, I like that one. So maybe I would (laughs) clash with Anubis when she comes as a sea creature and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, baby, I'm going to (laughs) come as... Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so, right, we have to get onto the placements, right? Do you think Veronica, Scarlett and Crystal should have been in the top three? Do you think Electra, Anubis and River should have been in the bottom three? I think, on the whole, I agree. Mm-hmm. The only people that I would switch out... Um, Charity! Charity motherfucking case did it. Like, we've not seen anything like this on the runway before. And... She not only dresses horror, she gave us horror. Like, the way she even, like, walked down the runway. But also, it's like, I think, with that look, that's a lot of time and craftsmanship. It deserves a critique, at least. Yeah. Even if you fucking hate it. Say, you hate it, but just give it something. I think Scarlett was a safe for me. But you know what I like about Scarlett Hart? She gave us two completely different looks. Can we talk about that comment of her being the Meryl Streep attract? Yeah. I mean, that was a reach. That was absolutely barbaric. That's a reach. Like... I like Scarlett Harlot, but she ain't winning no three Oscars, no motherfucking time. Like, it's just, it was a bit, oh my God, no. Do you know Meryl Streep's got 21 Oscar nominations? I'm sorry, Scarlett's not. Scarlett, you're not going to get that. Okay, wow. Calm down, Meryl (laughs) Streep. Um, I think on the whole, yeah, top two, Crystal and Victoria, I'm happy. Because let's be honest, they really finessed the fashion house down. All right, let's dive into the lip sync, shall we? Because... There was a bit of a twist this week. Not only were the bottom two contestants lip sync for their place in the competition, as per usual, but the top two queens will also battle out on the stage for the win. Yes, it's a twist that's been introduced in the past. We've seen it on the 12th and 13th seasons, but it's always taken the place of the lip sync for your life format. There hasn't been an episode until now that has featured both. So let's go in on the first one. So it was a top two queen, Victoria, Scone, Scone, Versus Crystal Versace to the beat of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Turn around. I do not ask for a performance, babe. Um, I, I love... need you now tonight. Stop it, Bonnie. Do you know what? I think we should have had a Mean Girls moment where we break that badge in half and give it to both of them because both of them turned it out for yeah. me. Okay, but one of them has to have stood out more to you. Because I, I thought Victoria should have won that, to be honest. Even Sorry, though she I had agree. her tea cake stand on, 
I thought when she was throwing her cakes away, I thought that was really fun. I agree. Victoria should have won it. And when she used as a phone, that was cute. And then when she took the first layer of the tray down, allowed her to move more freely. And I think it was just camp. Yeah. She made use of her outfit. And to be honest, that's not an outfit you can lip sync. This is the, the crux of the competition. You have Crystal, who represents very traditional, polished, glamazon, fashion, drag. And then you have Victoria, who is literally fucking the binary up yeah. and doing camp comedy couture. Yeah. I think for me, yeah, Victoria just demanded the stage a little bit more. Yeah, and Crystal, she did... Her performance was, like her outfit, a bit too fierce. And the song isn't fierce. It's really emotional and... Yeah, it's emotional, but also it's so camp. Like, have you seen the music video when it's like, turn her, and then goes, yeah. do and then she yeah. runs out like a, a woman possessed into like the flowing curtains and gardens or whatever. And so I feel like it do requires, it requires um, theatre, darling, theatre. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's go on to the bottom two then. So Anubis versus Electra Fence 2, Little Mix's recent. Dance pop chart topper, sweet melody. What a great lip sync song. Oh my God, yes. I mean, we've been dying, asking, crying out for current pop girl mm. anthems, girl bands, sugar babe, all that stuff. And yeah, what a cracking, what a cracking modern song from Little Mix. And to be honest, that song is not an easy song to bop to. It requires choreography. It has tempo changes. Yeah, you've been at a few house parties, haven't you? Where people have pulled out that Yeah, they have. And I'm like, not this. <laughs> oh, not the face. Well, how did you feel about it? Because it was like, we know Electra Fence is a performing, dancing bolt of energy. <laughs> Do you think she had the upper hand over Anubis, who isn't as flippy and skippy and flippy? Yeah, well, my eyes were on Electra Fence the whole time. I mean, Anubis, she did go great comedy, but Electra, I was waiting to see what she was going to do with her body next. I mean, it was literally like she was a split, a split insect, a, what are they called? Stick insect on that main stage. I was like, what is she going to do next? The thing is, it's early days. I've not, not got any heavy opinions. I just think Electra, I don't know, Anubis gave me something. I don't know what it was. I couldn't keep my eyes off Anubis. Whereas Electra, I didn't think there was a lot of like eye contact. Do you know what the lip sync reminded me of? It reminded me of Ben De La Creme versus Shangela. When Shangela's pulling out all the tricks to, you know, jump for my love. And then Ben De La Creme's like imitating her moves, like a comedy aspect. Yeah. It was very that. But it also is very, obviously, probably filming at the same time, Ginger Minj versus Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. also that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So maybe RuPaul had just seen Ginger do it and was like, okay, Anubis, like, you know what? Yeah. I've seen this before, even though it's not been aired. I think RuPaul... Just doesn't like Brighton. Doesn't like it. No, Not here for it. Yeah, well, it does seem he doesn't have a thing for the Brighton Queens because Anubis sashayed away in last place, just like Joe Black on season two. So there might be a bit of a Brighton grudge there. What's happened in Maybe Brighton? Maybe RuPaul went to a Brighton pier, dropped his ice cream flake 99p cone, and ever since that moment was like death to all Brighteners. That. Must have been it. Yeah, so I actually spoke to Anubis, our last place queen, about Rue's disdain for Brighton Queens, whether she would have beaten Electra Fence in a different lip sync. And also, this is a really strange one. I asked her what her snatch game would be, and she just would, would not tell me she refused. And she, she teased something. It was really mysterious. So listen to this. 
Anubis, you being eliminated on Bi Visibility Day is not the one. Right? I mean, that was bad timing on the BBC's behalf, in my opinion, but makes all for the camp headlines. Do you know what I mean? The only bisexual queen on the season gets eliminated on Bi Visibility Day. Fucking hell. But yes, it's all fun and games until the fat lady sings, and I haven't started seeing it, so... Tell me, Anubis, what does Rue have against Brighton? Well, babe, this is the thing. I don't know. Maybe Rue dated someone from Brighton that was a bit nasty, or maybe she got shat on by a seagull on Brighton Pier. I don't know. You tell me. Do you know what I mean? Um, But she doesn't really like us very much, does she? I think with Rue, you know, it's just about personal taste, and drag is subjective. And I don't think maybe my look was incredibly well executed. I think it could have been elevated a bit more. But, you know, I think Rue is a wonderful, wonderful, person, entertainer, icon, and she has elevated my platform and career to heights that I could never imagine. So I am just thankful for that. Yeah. During Untucked, you said you didn't feel entirely present on the main stage. So what was going through your mind when you were addressed by the panel? You know, I think part of me was worried that I was going to be misunderstood because that's always been something that's been in my life frequently. Uh, You know, people have always thought I was too weird or acted too old for my age or, you know, my voice was strange or whatever it was. I was too feminine, too creative, too this, too that. So I think part of me was worried about maybe being pigeonholed into a certain box or then maybe not understanding me very well. So I think when I realised that I was in the bottom three, I was a tiny bit concerned that maybe they hadn't, you know, seen the vision that I had for the looks or they didn't understand the stories behind them. So I think I just didn't, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just the nerves as well, but I just, I couldn't find my voice on the main stage. And it really, it really wound me up. And it was no one's fault but my own, I think. I think I just got a bit too in my head and I got tongue-tied and I didn't know what to say or how to justify the look. So, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't change anything, though. I I really don't regret anything. I'm really, really proud and happy with what I showcase. But I mean, well, obviously, when we prepared for the show, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Not ideal. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you can't have a fitting for all your costumes. You have to make do. So I did get the sewing kit out a few times with my grandmother and the rest is history. But yeah, so it was difficult. You know, there was no shops open. You couldn't source fabrics or rhinestones unless it was Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime isn't exactly uh, drag race royalty worthy, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, as we heard last night, do you know what I mean? (laughs) But no, I'm really proud of what I did in the pandemic and all the other queens, you know, we've created such amazing, talented looks, all 12 of us, you know, I think we're all such a credit to ourselves and our own talent that we can do that in the middle of a global pandemic and then create amazing queer entertainment that is international. I think that's very commendable to everyone. You put on a motherfucking show in that lip sync. Yes, you're up against Electra Fence, who likes to drop from the ceiling into the splits, but you provided us with some comedy. Anubis, how does it feel lip syncing on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race? Do you know, people? when people ask this, I never know what to say because it is honestly, it's so surreal to the point where you just do it. And then afterwards, you can't remember what it's like. It's literally just like a once in a lifetime thing. You get it done, but you don't have a choice. Do you know what I mean? So it's not exactly like I'm not sitting there waving a flag going, oh, pick me, pick me. I want to be at the back safe, love. Do you know what I mean? I want to be with Veronica Green sitting at the back having a nice tea. But yeah, I don't know. I love the lip sync and it was really fun. But Electra is one of the most powerhouse performers I've ever known in my life. The way that girl moves is actually quite scary. The bloody, the thing where she's on her knees. How has she not broken something? 
And she's nearly double my age, the cheeky cow. <laughs> but no, she is incredible. And genuinely, I couldn't have lost to a better entertainer. So I think that is such a credit to her and myself. But um, yeah, I'm very, very proud of what I did. I've always, always gone down the comedy route. But it is hard in a fishtail gown and a two-foot squid on my head. So I couldn't, I couldn't do the splits in that, unfortunately. But maybe all the stars, do you know what I mean? Who knows? Do you think you could have beaten Electra to a different type of song? You know, I'm fabulous at ballads. Anything powerful with huge emotion, that's my stuff. I mean, anything with a beat and dancey, that's obviously Electra's lane. I might do the can-can occasionally, but I'm not doing a triple backflip, honey. Do you know what I mean? This back's worn out. I'm only 19, but cries, it's been through a lot. So, yeah, I think anything powerful, like Divas, Whitney, Celine, bit of Gaga, I do it all. Anubis, I'm dying to find out. Tell me. Who was your Snatch Game pick? I can't tell you that. And you will find out why, but I can't tell you that. You'll have to stay tuned to, you know, different social medias and things, but I I can't reveal these things yet. It hasn't happened. And how do you know the Snatch Game's even happening this season? You know, we never know. They could just cancel it because they're all shit. Um, No, but everyone is wonderful. I bought five Snatch Game characters. Oh, my God. You have to tune in and find out, either to my social media or the season. Maybe I come back and win. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm RuPaul. Uma, was that Anubis officially confirming to me, Sam Dampshness, that she is coming back later on in the season to compete in Snatch Game? Is that what just happened? Is that what just happened? No, I just think that's, <laughs> I just think that's Anubis speaking riddles and enigmas and twists. But to be fair, if you paid money for your drag and you've got a concept and a character development and it slays and you didn't get a chance to show it on the show then fair enough put it on your own social media and release it in your own good time and get a little Patreon tip or two so maybe that's what she's doing yeah maybe she's maybe gonna do like an Instagram live well I'm looking forward to seeing what she could have done I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so on next week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the 11 remaining contestants will see their dance and coordination skills put to the test as they compete in Dragoton, a high-energy workout dance challenge. Ooh. And we will be talking about that because that's what we do. Umar, say bye to our Snatch viewers and say we'll see you next week. Bye to our Snatch viewers and we will see you next week. Gorgeous. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs>